Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Bridge the Gap, where we're balancing life through health, wealth, business, and relationships. Hey everyone, welcome to Bridge the Gap. This month on the show, we're focused on health and wellness. And today we're going to discuss why it is harder to lose weight after 40. And who better to talk about this than Dr. Roxanne Edrington, creator and founder of Life After 40 Roadmap Program. Roxanne, welcome to the show. Thank you. So excited to be here. It's always fun. Well, like we are having, somebody. We are. And we are <laughs> having a discussion about people over 40 and he does not fit in. So Colton is not with us today. It is just Roxanne and I. Awesome. <laughs> He's out. And really, you know, before we started the recording for the show, Roxanne and I were having a great conversation about um, how, you know, most of us after 40 are really struggling with uh, losing weight. We can't lose weight nearly as fast as we used to, or our bodies just don't do what we want them to, right? Uh, And Roxanne, you've got some strategies that you want to share on the show. Before we go there, I would be remiss if I did not mention who our sponsor is for this segment. And it would be Sharon McKinley Group, LLC. Thank you to them for sponsoring the segment. So Roxanne, let's dive into it. Share some strategies with me about life after 40. Yeah. So you know what? Probably one of the biggest things that I see um, after the age 40, everyone can kind of, um, and they see it themselves, as we get older, we lose muscle mass. We don't have to lose muscle mass. I think we just think that as we age, we need that we naturally lose muscle mass. Um, But by if you're eating in a way that is like taking in protein, that's going to maintain muscle mass. And if you're moving around and exercise, that will help maintain muscle mass. But when we lose muscle, we actually slow down our metabolism because um, the more muscle mass you have, the more calories you burn throughout the day. If you're not eating in a way to support your muscle mass, or if you're not eating and you start, you start losing muscle, because if you're not eating enough food, you will break down muscle mass um, to provide those nutrients. So your body can continue to go on. So if you're losing muscle mass, you absolutely are going to be slowing down your metabolism. And which means that you can eat what you have been eating, which maybe be not very much, and it might be very healthy, but if you slow down your metabolism, you will start putting on weight. So we need to be eating in a way to maintain our muscle mass. And the other thing that happens over time is we might put on 20 or 30 pounds for, you know, about five years. Then what now we've created something that is called the elevated set point. And the elevated set point is basically the weight our body feels it should be at. It's kind of like our temperature. We are normal temperatures, 98.6. We have a set point in our weight. And I'm sure everyone can tell me what that weight is. The weight that if you go out, you know, somewhere for the week and you eat all this food, you might go up two pounds from this certain specific weight. Or if you go on a diet and you start losing weight, Um, and you lose maybe five pounds, but if you have one cheat meal, it will go back to that number. That is your set point. And so what we want to do or what people have to understand that when you start losing weight, you need to do it slowly because if you lose 10 pounds, your body is going to want to go back up to that normal set point. So you need to like maybe lose five or 10 pounds, try to stay there, hold it for about two weeks, and then you can continue. If you keep trying to diet or do whatever you're doing to lose the weight, you are going to jump back up to that set point. 
So just remember that, you know, you got to be patient and go through the, if you really want to have permanent weight loss. But as we age, the big thing is, is we do start putting on weight. And if we have that weight on us for two to three years, now we've made a new set point. And so the elevated set point that we've created will make it hard for us to lose weight how we used to lose weight. You're just going to have to slowly lose some of that weight, be patient, and then continue to start losing weight. It doesn't work like it did when we were younger. Um, the third yeah, thing I, is- I think a few of us may have felt that too, Roxanne, with, uh, you know, sitting around after we went into the pandemic, right? A lot yes. of us stopped moving. We may have been eating a little differently and that new set weight was not desirable yes. <laughs> and it does take time. And I appreciate yes. you and your advice so much because uh, it really is with, you know, your enthusiasm that keeps me on track. <laughs> yes. And, and, and the biggest point out of all through this is people have to understand when you lose weight and if you get stuck for a little while, that is okay. It doesn't mean it's not working. It just means your body's readjusting. So be patient. I see a lot of people after 40, they get impatient, like, well, I'm not losing. I'm going to go back to my old ways. Don't stay patient. Keep doing what you're doing because on a cellular level, there's so many changes. So the third thing is stress. You know, as we get older, we have a lot more stress. We have kids, we have like maybe even adult kids. We have, you know, finances. We have so many things that are happening and we get stressed out. When we get stressed, we make more cortisol. Cortisol is like glucose. So if we have, if we have elevated cortisol in our bloodstream, that's like having elevated glucose. So we can't get away with eating these high carbohydrate meals. Um, if you know you're under a lot of stress, basically cut back to more protein and vegetables for a while, just because you are already internally making glucose. So even if you're eating like you normally have eaten and you usually lose weight, but if you have a lot of stress, it's unfortunate that our body is providing these, these, this glucose into our system, which is going to aid in having more belly fat. So again, if you know you're under a lot of stress, it's important for you to kind of cut back on your carbs and focus more on protein and vegetables. Stay that route for a while. And when the stress is the, the hard stress, once it's um, in a better place, you can start incorporating some more carbs. But people Makes generally sense. don't do that because think about it. What happens when we get stressed? We want more sweets and we want more alcohol. Junk food. Yeah. And all <laughs> of that is is carbs. And we already have a lot of glucose in our system. So now we're throwing more glucose wow. in our system. Right. So that's not good. And after 40, our body doesn't respond to high glucose as well as it did like in our twenties and thirties. Okay. And then one of the fourth reasons uh, is our hormones do change. But what I want to say is just because our hormones are changing does not mean that that's the reason why we're putting on weight. Um, yes, we're going to have hormone changes, but there's a lot of things that happen when our hormones change, whether it's low estrogen or high estrogen, both of us can affect us. If we're making a little bit less estrogen, that's going to make us feel a little bit more tired and a little bit more fatigued. So we're not as motivated to work out. If we, if, if something happens, that's creating an elevated estrogen. Now you're going to be putting on more body fat because estrogen tends to make us put on more fat. But the other thing about that is if we're under stress, women, there's a lot of women that might take some hormones. Um, when we're under a lot of stress, cortisol binds or competes for the receptor site for progesterone. 
So if we're under stress and we have a lot of cortisol, that's going to bind to where progesterone should bind onto the cell, which means even if you have enough progesterone in your system, your body is not using it, which means now you're going to look like you have low progesterone. And a lot of times you're going to go to the doctor and they're going to give you more progesterone. Well, that's not actually going to help the situation. Again, we got to focus on, you know, we're getting rid of the cortisol um, and we also have to understand that when we're eating foods after the age 40 that are creating a spike in our blood sugar, that affects estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone. Wow. Okay. Especially for men. Uh, men, when you eat something and it creates a spike in your blood sugar, there's something called aromatase. So your body is going to take that testosterone and convert it to estrogen. Already as men age, they're going to have less testosterone, but usually it's because in times of a lot of stress, your body's not going to make the testosterone. But what's worse is because they're stressed, now their testosterone is, is declining. How do men deal with the stress? They drink or they eat a lot of carbs or sweets, which now they're creating aromatase, which is taking that little bit of testosterone they have and converting it into estrogen, which that's not good. They're going to start having man boobs and bellies. And that's you know, <laughs> terrible. It's horrible being more than 40. <laughs> yes, I know. Um, and then, of course, as we get older, we need to sleep. For some reason, people think we don't need to sleep. I, we know people, you and I know someone who used to sleep just four hours a night. You as we get older, we need to sleep more. And when I and even if it's just seven hours, that's great. Our body when we sleep, that's when our body repairs and restores. And that's when our body makes growth hormone. But on top of that. Um, when we sleep, that is going to pretty much control our appetite. If you're not sleeping, if you're getting less than seven hours, what happens, your body makes less leptin and more ghrelin. These are hormones. Leptin's responsible in making you feel full. Ghrelin is a responsible to stimulate your appetite. So if you have less leptin, you're going to be hungrier all day and more ghrelin. Not only are you hungry all day, but it's going to keep stimulating your, your appetite. So you're not going to feel full when you eat and your appetite stimulated, which that's going to put on weight. Um, and then the, well, it's not the last thing, but one thing, again, I put this as number six, you know, the poor eating that you've done even through COVID, maybe the last three years, people have been eating bad. So when you do try to make some of these changes, just know it's not going to happen overnight. There's a lot of things on a cellular level that need to be fixed. So what I see with a lot of people 40 and up, when they start making changes and they're not happening as fast as they think, the, all the work they're putting in, if they're only losing like two or three pounds, they get frustrated and they just want to quit. You can't quit. You just have to, you just got to understand, trust the process and, and now if six or eight weeks goes by and you're not seeing any movement, well, then you might need to get some help, but be patient with yourself. It's not going to happen right away. And the final thing, probably the biggest thing is through research. You can look this up. Um, medical research and research in general shows that one out of three people after the age 40 will become insulin resistant. And that's kind of like one wow. of the other things I've talked about because of high cortisol, because of all of these other things. You, temp you typically, one in three after 40, will have insulin resistance. They don't even know they have insulin, insulin resistance. There's not a typical lab that you can take. Sometimes people might see cholesterol go up, triglycerides go up. Um, that can be an indication, but generally a lot of doctors don't put it all together and say you're insulin resistant. Your blood sugar might be fine. Your hemoglobin A1C might be normal. Your glucose levels might be normal, but it still doesn't mean you have some of this insulin resistance. 
when you have this insulin resistance, it basically creates high glucose levels in your, in your um, bloodstream all day long, which means you're going to be putting on fat. The worst part of this is how people try to combat this people over 40, they try to eat less and exercise more. And this just makes the root cause the insulin resistance even worse. So these are the seven things that actually why after 40, we have issues, but the good news is all this can be reversed. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, doom and gloom. We're all over 40. Oh. It's never going to come back. <laughs> no, like the, this is just the reason why after 40, it's easier for us to put on weight, especially in our, in our midsection and feel tired and not be motivated. So these are the seven reasons why, but the great news is, is it, it can be reversed. It doesn't mean doesn't mean it can't be helped or that we can't do something about it. It's just biochemically, these things are going to happen to every single one of us. And unless you're aware of it and understand why it's happening, um, you're probably not going to be able to fix it. But if you do know, well, then you can do the strategies that we talk about um, in other podcasts where you can do things to actually fix them so that, again, you're feeling good, you have more energy and you're getting rid of that belly fat. Yeah, absolutely. So Roxanne, really the, the advice here, uh, if you're struggling is you, you've got to go to smaller meals more times a day, right. Which is a struggle for some people. I know as a busy business owner or a corporate person, I may skip breakfast. I may even skip lunch and then I'm really hungry by the time I get to dinner, but that doesn't keep my, as you call it, fire lit, right. Uh, so learning to just have those small snacks or meals throughout the day will help keep that fire lit and keep your metabolism going. Um, I, I think that's a, a great plan. So you talk a little bit uh, in some other podcasts about meal prep and being able to, you know, plan for the week. How important is that, Roxanne, to plan for your week? Yeah, it's very important because as that, you know, everyone talks about if you fail to plan, just plan to fail, right? Um, I meal prep on the weekend. I have my food because if I don't meal prep and have my food with me, either I'm not going to eat or I'm going to grab something convenient because once I'm hungry, I don't care, which this leads to all the stuff that we talked about that puts weight on us after 40. So you do need a meal prep. You, knew, you do need a plan. And people say that it's a pain in the butt, but I'll tell you what, I typically do it every day in the times that I don't do it. To me, it's harder to go find food. It takes me longer to go find food, to eat and feel good. than it does for me just to take the 10 minutes to meal prep in the morning, like grab stuff. So I, I've done it both ways and I feel good. I have great energy when I have my food. The days I don't, man, those are the roughest days ever. I'm tired. I just, I'm not as motivated to answer calls or do what I'm supposed to do. So to me, the investment of having my food with me is like night or, I mean, it is, it, it, it's, it's more of a, um, a reward to have my food because when I don't have my food, my day is just not good. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and we, my husband and I both work from home, as you know, and we actually meal prep when we're prepping dinner. So while we're making dinner that night, we prep for the next day. And there are some times that we don't because we get busy and we have stuff going on. And just like you, it's like, oh, I don't have any food today. What are we going to eat? <laughs> Because yep. we live out in the country, we don't have a whole lot of junk choices. Yes. <laughs> so meal prep is very important, even, even if you're working from home. So meal prepping or eating those smaller meals throughout the day, sleep. You guys, sleep is not just for dead people. I'm just saying everyone needs their rest, right? We've got to get our rest for yes. sure. And movement. 
So there is no shortcut, right? We got to do the right things for our body, particularly after 40. Roxanne, thank you so much for being on with me today. I know we miss Colton. Not really. Uh (laughs) (laughs) This is a great discussion. If you guys want more information, please reach out to Dr. Roxanne, or you can even find her Life After 40 Roadmap program, uh, likely on Facebook and or her uh, website. So check those out. And thank you again for being here with us today. Anytime. We appreciate you. Awesome. And we'll probably have you back. How about that? That's all right. Thank you. And guys, tune in next week for another exciting episode of Bridge the Gap. Thanks again for tuning into this week's podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with the most important people in your life. Colton Cocker with Sherman McKinley Group LLC is located at 820 South Friendswood Drive, Suite 207 Friendswood, Texas 77546, phone number 281-992-5698. Securities and Investment Advisory Services offered through Next Financial Group, Inc. Member Fender Pacific. Sherman McKinley Group is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group, Inc.